Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves is part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Pleasure to be with you once again. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolber, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. Free on all podcast platforms as well. Wherever you listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSCC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is is probably, this is probably the least fun that I'm going to start out a hammer with in, in quite a while as the Braves drop a 3-2 to two loss to the Colorado Rockies on Tuesday night. And, and to be quite honest with you, this arguably and likely is the most disappointing loss for the Braves so far this season. When you consider the odds that were out there, Max Freed going against Jose Urania, obviously the Rockies lineup is is a lineup that you see this time of year from many teams that, I don't know if tanking is the right word, but for many teams that are just seeing what they have in their younger players, this was as heavily favored of an opportunity for the win for the Braves as they have seen all season. And they came out flat and wound up taking a 3-2 to two loss. And it was especially disappointing when you've watched this Braves team come off a weekend or come off a disappointing Sunday performance and bounce back so many times this season after an off day on Monday. And the Braves had plenty of reason to do that again after dropping two straight games in St. Louis where the bullpen gave up two late leads. So for many reasons, with how favored they were, with how consistent we've seen this team be, bouncing back quickly from, from disappointing weekend performances, and, and also probably most important is the simple fact that it was another missed opportunity for the Braves to be able to make up ground on the Mets in a stretch of the season where with the Mets playing the Dodgers to open this week and the Braves play the Rockies, this is one of the best opportunities the Braves have remaining to truly make up ground. We'll discuss that more in just a moment. But last night, the other thing that made it you know, disappointing was that the Braves just could not take advantage of run-scoring opportunities. They created them. 13 opportunities, 13 times a batter came to the plate last night with a runner in scoring position, and the Braves were only to make the most of that opportunity twice. 
If you go back to Sunday's game, the disappointing part of that was was that it seemed like Saturday and Sunday, as a matter of fact, it seemed like the Braves were making good contact, were hitting the ball hard against the Cardinals. It was just going, unfortunately, right to fielders, or the Cardinals, who are a very good defensive team, were making plays. The offense was doing their job. It just was, they were running into a lot of batted ball luck. Well, last night, the Braves just simply didn't execute. They struck out too many times in crucial situations, and they never could get the breakthrough that they needed late in the game after the Rockies took a 3-2 lead. It just never materialized. Max Freed, he did his job, though he definitely was not on the top of his game. Seven hits allowed, only three strikeouts. He ran into some trouble after seeming like he would cruise early in the game. He ran into some trouble in the fifth, and the Rockies were able to execute and put some runs on the board. But, you know, at the end of the day, Max Reed did enough to where the Braves should have been able to figure out how to get the lead and, and win last night's game. The bullpen, Jay Jackson, Tyler Matzik, Dylan Lee, they did their job. Just unfortunately, the Braves' offense last night had one of their more lackluster performances that we've seen over the past three, three and a half months, and it wound up costing them a golden opportunity to gain a game on the Mets as the Mets lost to the Dodgers 4-3. to three. Now, let's put this into perspective. No, I don't think the stretch of play from the Braves is going to last long. They're going to right the ship quickly. They, they always seem to do that. They have too much talent not to be able to do that. And no, there's still plenty of time left in this season for the Braves to be able to make up for this less-than-ideal stretch, this three-game loss that we've seen them experience since Saturday. But the reason why this is significant, the reason why it's, it's disappointing to see the Braves blow two leads through the bullpen over the weekend and then come out flat after an off day on Monday is, again, it's missed opportunities to gain ground on the Mets. So, no, this isn't something that, you know, is is completely taking away the Braves' chances of winning the NL East. But the Mets' schedule after they play the Dodgers over the next two days, the Mets' schedule is about as easy as it gets for a major league team in the month of September. They're going to have four games against the or three games against the Nationals in New York. They'll travel to Pittsburgh. They'll travel to Miami. They'll have three games against the Cubs against New York, and then they'll have four games against the Pirates in New York. That is four, three, three, thirteen, sixteen games, sixteen straight games that the Mets have against teams that, if my calculations are correct, against teams that are going to be picking in the top 10 of next year's draft. The Braves have a pretty manageable schedule as well as they face the Marlins and they face the A's after this, but then they've got to go out west and they've got to face a Giants team and a Mariners team that are highly competitive. The Mariners are clearly in the AL, AL playoff picture. So that is why this loss is so disappointing. It's the fact that the offense struggled, you know, to a level that we've not seen it struggle in quite a while. But it's also the fact that, again, a month from now, when the Braves are playing the Mets, the Braves will be playing the Mets the 30th of September the 1st and the 2nd of October. A month from now, when we're playing the Mets in Atlanta, and if we're still trying to make up ground on them, we could potentially come back to this time in the schedule and look and say, okay, this was one of the big missed opportunities.
So still plenty of time to make up for it, and the Braves are probably going to create themselves a chance to make up for it. But they've got to be able to get back to what they do best, and that's creating and converting run-scoring opportunities and combining that, obviously, with being able to hit the long ball as well. At the end of the day, a disappointing loss. You go back out, you get the job done, and hopefully the Braves will be able to do it with one of their best talents and Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup soon. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So when we talk about this being one of the more disappointing stretches of the season for the Braves in which they've lost three straight, that's not being dramatic. That that actually is factual when you look at their record. This is only the second time this season. As a matter of fact, it's only the second time since the middle of last September that the Braves have lost three straight games. The only other time they did it was a little over three weeks ago in the series in which they lost four out of five versus the Mets. Before that, the Braves had not dropped three straight games all season. As a matter of fact, we were, you know, looking at the Braves potentially coming up on history as being the team that went the longest amount of time in a single season without dropping three straight games. And now, despite how excellent this team has been playing, they've had two stretches of three straight losses within a matter of a few weeks. And obviously this, you know, stretch is, is a bit more disappointing than that Mets stretch when you consider, you know, how the Braves have dropped these games. But the hope is, is that they'll be able to bounce back quickly. They'll have plenty of opportunity tonight as Kyle Wright will be on the mound for the Braves against Ryan Feltner. But uh, yesterday, obviously had some other news off the field that was relevant to the Braves' future, starting with a glaring absence that has been in the Braves' lineup during this three-game winning streak. You would think, obviously, if the Braves would have had Ronald Acuna Jr. for one of the last three games, they likely would have at least got one win. But Ronald Acuna Jr., as was discussed at length on Sunday into Monday, he's been out of the Braves' lineup after experiencing some recent knee soreness, some recent knee pain. It's been more when he's been running than when he's been batting. And he's been assured that this is normal in this in a year following a significant surgery like an ACL repair. But the Braves have every reason, as they've done, to be cautious. And they've held him out of the lineup. The hope was he would be back in Tuesday's lineup. But he still is getting rest and making sure that he is as close to 100% as possible. Brian Snicker again came out and discussed... Um, that he's not concerned, obviously, with Ronald Acuna Jr.'s injury. Um, they, this is just simply, they're taking advantage of the time to rest him. Brian Snicker went as far to say that if yesterday was a postseason game, there would have been no hesitation to put Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup. But that's not the only good news when it comes to the injury f- front for the Braves, as it was finally announced that the Braves have set a time frame for Ozzie Albies to start his rehab assignment. He will be starting his rehab assignment on Thursday with the Gwinnett Braves. Now, obviously, um, 
Ozzie Albies being out since June 14th due to a broken left foot, it's likely going to take him a bit of time. The Braves probably want him to get some reps when it comes to the batter's box and out in the field down at Gwinnett before he's fully back in the majors. It'll be interesting to see how the Braves manage his return as starting next week, the Braves will be on the road for, I believe, 10 days out west. It'll be interesting to see whether the Braves want to give Ozzy a full few weeks at Gwinnett and allow for him to return home once the Braves come back, I believe, on September 16th to start a homestand. Will Ozzy Albies return at that time, or could he join them as they head out west? Obviously, there's no set time frame, but it at least is encouraging to see Ozzy Albies now starting his rehab. The hope is, is that everything is healed. He'll be able to find his groove. You know, we saw it in 2020. Ozzy Albies was out with a leg injury, was able to come back, played like one of the best second basemen in the majors over the last 20 games or so of the 2020 season and obviously made a big impact in the playoffs. Hopefully the Braves get that type of surge from Ozzie Albies once again once he returns to the majors. And we also are saying hello once again to an old friend, Jesse Chavez. Yes, that Jesse Chavez who when he was traded with Tucker Davidson for Isil Iglesias at the trade deadline became the most traded player in Major League Baseball history. He actually is back with the Braves. The Angels released Jesse Chavez, um, I believe it was on Sunday, it was over the past 48 or so hours, the Braves were able to claim Chavez from the Angels and they're able to once again gain a familiar part of their relief corps over the past few years. Now, what role will Chavez play? It'll be interesting to see. We've obviously seen some struggles from different parts of the Braves' um, bullpen. We also know that Chavez has some experience being a reliever that can go multiple innings. He potentially could start games as an opener. That could be something that really helps him be utilized not only in the, stre in the, in the home stretch of the season, but also potentially in the postseason if he was needed in one of those few roles. So the Braves going back to a familiar face, someone that has succeeded quite well in those roles that I mentioned. It's good to have him back in the organization, and hopefully he'll be able to continue to find success like he has over the past few years in a Braves uniform. Speaking of success, that's what we're hoping the offense will be able to find tonight. It'll be interesting to see whether Ronald Acuna Jr. will be back in the lineup tonight to lead things off. His bat obviously is missed as he's definitely had a much better August than he had a June and July. He's been a big part of why the Braves offense has continued to be successful since they lost four out of five to New York. But the Braves just need to simply get back to what they do best. That's being able to get good, strong starting pitching, which you hope Kyle Wright will continue to be able to do since he's come back from his extended absence due to arm fatigue a few weeks back. If the Braves can get a good start, from Kyle Wright, you have to imagine that there's going to be some motivation to get back going to hopefully where the Braves can win their next two games, obviously win more than that. Hopefully they can win several of their next games against a more than manageable part of the schedule. They'll be able to put another winning streak together. Perhaps the Mets can lose a few in that um, time frame as well, and the Braves can make up some ground on the Mets in the NL East. Of course, we'll have you covered here on the Daily Hammer for the rest of this week when it comes to the Braves facing off against the Rockies and obviously starting their weekend series against the Marlins. My name's Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure 
to be with you as always. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me on StatsSAC. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. As always, it's a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts.